your nursing content. You made it to the free review NCLEX takers all over the world unite. We are here in the building. Hi, everybody. It's so good to see you. I am so, 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 so looking forward to you getting your nursing license in 2023. That's what this entire thing is about. This hey. is your year to focus on what you love most is helping others, being a blessing, and how you can advance your nursing <laughs> career so that you can be a blessing to those who you love. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. So we hope you had a wonderful Valentine's Day. This is that the Love Nursing Content Review. That was yesterday. That was yesterday. Today, we are back on the grind, focused on your nursing license. That's right. So we have a very special class for you, totally free, brought to you by RemarNurse.com. And um, if you're if you're just joining us for the first time, this is a very loving community and we strive to support each other as we do one of the most difficult tasks known to man, which is becoming a nurse. There you go. Yeah, but it's rewarding. It's so rewarding, fulfilling. And so my name is Mark Cowley and I'm the president of Remar Review. Hi, Mark. And this is Regina MSN <laughs> RN, the number one NCLEX instructor on the planet. On the planet. On this planet. Hi, everybody. My name is Regina Callion. I am a registered nurse. I have been nursing for over 23 years, believe it or not. I was licensed 15 years ago, and I have been the voice of the people uh, and a nurse educator for the last 13 years here at Remar nurse.com. And I am so proud that in our community, we help about 30,000 nurses every single year. And so that's why this is definitely a ministry field for us. Most teachers have a class of about 20, mm -hmm. 30 students, and it's like a lot, but God has blessed us with the ability to help thousands and thousands of nursing students Right, right. Just doing things like this. Absolutely. Just being and we available. want you to be a part of that Remar nurse family. Yes. Right. So since you're here, you're watching, do us a favor, go ahead and share the link, hit the like, subscribe, comment, make sure you spread the word about what's happening here because somebody is going to have a life-changing experience just from attending this class. One tonight. person. Yeah. We're starting something amazing and yep. we want to help you on that journey. Yes. I, I am believing that one person watching this will indeed get their nursing license and they will be acquainted with Professor Regina, Chaplain Mark, and this will be a, a truly a life-changing moment for them in nursing. So what we have in store for you guys uh, is that this is a two-day free NCLEX review. It's a two-day event. It will happen every night, all right? This will happen every night at 8 p.m., okay? And so this is for both registered nurses and practical nurses. Okay, so all are welcome wherever you are on your nursing journey that this is beneficial for you who are taking your NCLEX exam. We're going to focus on content and clinical simulations. So the goal for tonight, if you are ready, if you have your workbooks, even if you don't have your workbooks, but you have a notebook, I'm going to teach you how to study for NCLEX. You're going to see our method of how we've been doing it, how we've been successful for 10 years by content content, content, okay, and explaining it in a very easy uh, manner. Also, we are building your confidence at the same time. You cannot go into the NCLEX exam defeated. 
So if you are doing something and you're using resources now and you're frustrated and you're anxious, you cannot bring that energy into the testing center. So I want to teach you how to do it a better way, okay? And so at the end of these two days, the goal is for you to feel confident, but also competent. The two C's. You got to be competent in nursing because your NCLEX exam is to protect the public. And so we want to demonstrate that we can do that in our nursing care. All right. Uh, we also will be featuring the virtual two, the V2, the NCLEX V2 for you guys on tonight. Absolutely. So the goal is not just to give you uh, that confidence, that content just for a little bit. We want to carry you alongside to finish your journey. Yep. So at the end of the at the end of this review, at the end of this event, you will have the opportunity to train with the number one NCLEX training system for content and questions. So inside of the NCLEX V2, it has a full question bank as well as interactive content from your professor, Regina MSNRN. And the cool thing about it is you actually know who your instructor is. Hello. You know, you know who your instructor is. It's not just random questions. It's not just you're on your own, you know, watching a PowerPoint presentation. Yep. Um, but there's actually somebody Bye. that you can look up to and model after so you can become a Remar nurse and get your nursing license. That's right. I want you guys to have the career of your dreams. A lot of you guys look at me and you see all that I get to do and all that I've done with my nursing career. You know, hold on. Where did we just come back from? Uh, we just came back from the Disney cruise. The Disney cruise. We just came back from, like literally like two or three days, two days ago. Yeah, you may have seen it. If you guys follow me on social media, on my Instagram page, you may have seen some photos from the Disney cruise that we went on. Our daughter turned nine years old. So it was a birthday gift. It was a birthday family vacation. And that was so awesome. And so at the end of today, Regina's going to share a little bit of her story in terms of how she got started as a nurse and from, you know, do being involved in nursing from jumping off of a school bus. And I'm thinking from going from that to a Disney family vacation with big, the, big, big change. Yeah. So guys, change. listen, it's a big difference on the other side of NCLEX. We want to have, we have an affordable way for you to get there. Yes. And so it's the NCLEX V2. It's only $89 to get started Man, inside of the NCLEX we V2. We are still doing this incredible sale. And you can get your nursing license. But without further ado, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it, guys. Get out your workbook. We're going to get into the first simu cl clinical simulation for today. It's a simulation. Clinical simulation. Yes. Number one. <laughs> and this is for pregnancy, right? Good job, Mark. Clinical Good job. For pregnancy. We might have to bring you in and see if you can answer some of these questions. Ooh. Are you ready? You know what? Content <laughs> over everything. That's right. All right. That's so right. listen, guys, we're going to start with a word of prayer and then we're going to hop right into it. I hope you Who guys needs prayer. If you need prayer, just say amen in the comments. One of the things we do here at uh, Remar Nurse is we do believe in the power of prayer. And because we are real people, we are taking time out of our very real lives. We know that we cannot do anything in our own strength. It literally is your prayers and our prayers together that make this entire thing pop off. Uh, so um, you got Absolutely. amens in the amen. comments. Amen. amen. People amen. love to hear. People love to hear a praying man. They love to hear a praying man. Absolutely. I'm a man of prayer. That's right. You are. It's the only way to be. It's the only way to be. All right. Let's pray. Okay. Father in heaven, thank you for uh, an opportunity to come before your throne of grace, Lord. Uh, for the for the Remar nurses Lord, that believe and call upon your holy name. We thank just you, thank Jesus. you for their uh, for them being here. Uh, and for those who are not, Lord, we ask that we would able to bless them um, so that they can uh, receive this information that is going to be beneficial for their uh, families, for their nursing careers and for their clients uh, so that they can be a blessing to everybody that they come across. 
Um, I ask Lord that you would rebuke the spirit of indecision, rebuke the spirit of doubt, rebuke yes, the spirit Jesus. of fear, right uh, rebuke the spirit of anxiety, so that no stronghold can be held have held within the Remar Nurse family. Uh, we are a strong family, Lord, because we believe in you, and we know that what you can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or even think. So, with these blessings, we ask in Jesus' name. We pray as we move forward in faith. Uh, you are our God and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And we will be moving forward tonight. We have a simulation on tonight. This is simulation number one, guys. Simulation number one. And we will be going over the context of pregnancy. We will be going over the context of pregnancy. So if you have your workbook, this is the workbook that I sent out. If you signed up for the review course, we will be getting ready to take report. Okay. So on this page here, you have a little box and you will be taking your notes in the report. And then we have the questions and the worksheet that you will be filling out tonight. Now, I'm not even going to hold you long tonight. I have 10... 10 questions, 10 situations that I want you to try to navigate through. You can put the comments in the comment box or you can also write them out. I want you to have them in your workbook so when class is over, you can review them. Uh, my goal for you tonight is to get six out of these 10 critical thinking questions right. So if you get six of them right, you're in a really great place. All right. After that, we will watch a short segment of the V2 pregnancy lecture. For those of you who have not taken my review class, I want you to be able to get some of the content that I provide so you will be able to write those things down. OK. All right. So we're going to get into it. Here is your patient report. Are you ready? If you're ready, just say ready. And I know that we are ready. I know we got nurses from all over. I saw Buffalo, New York representing. Um, and again, I will also be taking you inside of the pregnancy of the V2. Can't wait for you guys to see that. You guys are ready, ready and willing. You're in the building. Yes. Nurses from all over. Okay. So I'm about to show you the report on the patient. Get it down, get it down. You can ask me questions, but I want you to really reserve your comments for the actual scenarios and we'll discuss it. All right. Here's a report on the patient. Mexico. Ready. Here we go. All right, here we go. Patient A, 23 years old. Are you ready? Write this down. Patient A, 23 years old. Here's our language. G3, T0, P0, A2, L0. Presents with light pink spotting after vaginal intercourse six hours ago. Okay. Patient believes she is eight weeks pregnant. Reports nausea and sharp abdominal cramping, but related to her pregnant status. Patient states pain also present after she voids. Bowel function is normal. Vital signs are stable. 120 over 73, 76, 98.8. Respirations 18, rates pain 6 out of 10. Okay, you guys got that? 
that's a good report right there. Got a lot of information. I'm going to give you a minute to write it down. Okay. So again, patient A, 23-year-old female, G3, T0, P0, A2, L0, presents with light pink spotting after vaginal intercourse six hours ago, got concerned. Patient believes that she is eight weeks pregnant. Also reporting nausea and sharp abdominal pain, okay? Uh, uh, cramping, I mean, but related to her being pregnant, being pregnant. She uh, also states pain after she voids. The bowel function is normal for this patient. Vital signs are stable currently. 120 over 73 is the blood pressure. Pulse is 76. Temperature is 98.8. Uh, respiration is 18. Rating pain, 6 out of 10. All right. We got it. We're clear. Mark, did you get all of that? There's some things in there that are very important. Let's go. We also have a uh, progress note. And the progress note about the patient, we're getting more information about this patient. The progress note from the doctor uh, writes that says, during the last six months, the client has been treated for gonorrhea and chlamydia twice. Examination revealed normal external genitalia. That's, that's good. That's good for us to know. The vagina was pink with moderate amounts of maroon-colored watery discharge noted. Okay. The cervix was unable to be visualized due to heavy discharge. And so that's, that's Dr. Abdul, Abdul. He said that. All right. So now we have a whole plethora of information. Remember, when you are preparing for NCLEX NextGen and real life, this is what your report is going to be like. You're going to get very factual, short statements about your patient's current situations. And in your mind, you already need to be formulating what your night is going to look like. This is a new admission, right? This is a new patient that's coming in. What does that mean for you as the nurse? Okay. All right. So let's get into our first challenge. Here's my first challenge to you. Here's my first challenge to you. I want you to complete the terminology. Okay. The terminology here. Tell me what the letters G, T, P, A, and L represent. Quickly. Put it down, there are five letters. And this is the part where I say, you either know it or you don't know it. And so what I am trying to do is I am trying to allow you to evaluate where you actually stand, okay? All right, so my nursing students, my international nurses, my, uh, my working nurses that are already licensed, all of these things are for you to do, okay? So what does the G stand for? Give me the term. Give me, give me the word, okay? Um, when I see L there, what does that L represent? All right, I see it. Most of you guys, I see the comments on the screen. Most of you know it. Most of you don't know it. There's some that you are not sure about. 
but this is what a simulation would have you to do because you just took report. So if I'm speaking to you in the language of nurses, I'm expecting you to know that language. So there are five sections on your workbook. Fill them out quickly, quickly, quickly. This is challenge number one. Are you able to pass it? Do you know what every single letter means here? Okay. I love how we work together as a community. I love it. Comments on the screen, Facebook, YouTube, in the house, working together. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so here's the answer for our first question is this. And we're getting started. We're just jumping right into this. So the G stands for gravity. All right, gravid, gravidity. Did I say that right? <laughs> or gravita, right? Um, T is for term. Ah, P, and did somebody put that down? P, oh yeah, I did see that. Okay, so when we talk about term, remember we're talking about the number of pregnancies that made it to, what's the weeks for term? What would be considered a term pregnancy? Let's get a little bit more detail into it. So if we're talking about term pregnancies, we're talking about pregnancies that have made it to how many weeks? Yeah, pregnancies that have made it to, I see in the screen, 37, 37. Okay, let me go back to the slide. So preterm, um, preterm labor is going to be the pregnancies from what periods? If it's preterm, preterm starts at what weeks? How many weeks? Mm-hmm. We know that less than 37, but where do we start at? Good job. I see it already on this comments. 20 weeks. Yes, 20 weeks to 20 to 36 weeks. Okay. 36 weeks and six days. Yep. You got it. All right. Abortion. Abortion is any loss before 20 weeks, whether it is uh, imminent abortion, a planned and unplanned, you know, that is any loss of pregnancy before 20 weeks. And living is simply the number of living children. And so this is priority data collection in the initial stages of a case study or an admission. Does that make sense? We need to know the woman's gynecological history, all right, when it comes to pregnancy. Yes. All right. Miscarriages would fall under abortions. Miscarriages would fall under abortions. Okay. Great question. Great question. Great question. Here we go. Now, let's go to my next challenge here. Are you ready? All right. Next challenge is this. Nigel's rule. If the patient states that the last menstrual period was this, December 20th, 2023, go ahead and calculate that estimated date of delivery quickly. Now, this is something that will surely, surely be important to know for your NCLEX exam. This is, this is standard, standard. There's not much math that you have to know, 
for NCLEX in terms of formulas, but when it comes to maternity, oh yes, this one is it. This one is it. Oh, I see some variations. All right, I see some people who know it and some people that got a little mixed up and that's okay. Remember tonight, I want you to try to get six out of 10 of, this, of these challenges right. And it's okay if you don't get them all right because that means you're learning something. So the answer that I'm looking for is this. I'm looking for September 27th. I'm looking for September 27th, okay? Because remember when we're calculating that delivery date and a lot of you got it, but we do have uh, nursing students either who may not have learned this, we are going to be subtracting three months, okay? Adding seven days and we're going to add a year. And so the NCLEX question that you get is gonna be pretty straightforward. Now, a trick that I do, because I see some people have September, some people have other, um, mm, yeah, some people have other months. So what I like to do when I say this in my classes is that I like to turn the month that the NCLEX gives me into the number representation of it. So that when I subtract three, I'm not trying to do like December and then November and then I'm, I'm, I'm doing 12, right? So here, December is represented as the number 12. So if I'm doing 12 and I'm subtracting three from 12, I'm going to get nine. And that is going to let me know that I am in September. Yes. And not October and not August. Right. And that's how it's going to be. All right. Did we get that? So that is how we are going to do that. Did you clear that challenge? Woo, okay, I am moving on. I am moving on, I'm pressing you guys even deeper. I like that the brain is warming up right now. Nurses, this is our language, this is what we do. Do me a favor, pause and hit the like button on this video. If you are liking that on the day after Valentine's Day, I am holding a free NCLEX review for nursing students all over the planet. And I guarantee you not near another NCLEX review service out there is spending Valentine's Day with nobody but Remar. And that's how we get down. I love y'all the most. Okay, here we go. Next question is this. Give me two. Give me two locations that you as the nurse can find the HCG hormone right now give me two locations for the hcg hormone human cornucoric gonadotropin hormone write them down write them down write them down dum 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 dum, dum. you got it Ooh, look at y'all showing up i'm pressing it i'm pressing into you guys i'm pressing into you guys tonight with these very important clinical questions. And this makes the difference between how you will show up as a nurse in real life, in real life, okay? Yeah. I see him, good job. All right, we got blood and urine. We got blood and urine. We are getting, we're getting it down. I'm moving past this one because I got something else coming. Okay, so I'm glad that you guys knew that. I'm happy about that. I want you to take some details though, because it's not enough to just know blood and urine. There's some more clinical things that I want you to know about it, okay? So take these notes down for me. Let me get them. Let me get them to you. Here we go. 
So when we're talking about blood and urine, I want you to know that the blood, the HCG is going to be able to be detected sooner, okay, sooner, a bit 10 days after conception than the urine, okay? Now, the number to know is 25. So when we talk about HCG, um, how much do we expect to see that will spark off a pregnancy? Anything greater than 25 is considered a pregnancy sign. Now, I'm not saying it's a positive sign, but I'm saying that there is a probability that this person is pregnant if you have an HCG greater than 25, okay? The, the urine, HCG can also be detected in urine, but you're going to need more HCG for that urine positive home pregnancy test to uh, pop off as a positive. And so typically it'll be between 20 and 50, all right, that you will be able to see it. So urine and blood. And again, yes, as I'm reading in the comments and you guys are contributing, I love it. We know that urine and blood tests are considered probable, okay? That means the person is probably pregnant, but it could be some other things going on, okay? Are we clear with this? You guys have this written down, okay? All right. And so because, again, we are moving towards next-gen NCLEX and we can expect more clinical exposure, we can expect more clinical involvement, I am giving you guys a more clinical experience in the studying. Yes, we could just be doing multiple choice questions, but I honestly am not convinced that that's going to be specific enough. So everything that I'm telling you tonight Take it, take it into heart, okay? Write it down. Anything that you don't know, make sure you write it down. All right, let's move on to this. Thinking about the report that you received, I want you to give me three cultures, okay? Give me three cultures that the nurse should expect to draw ASAP, okay? I told y'all I was challenging y'all. I warmed y'all up. I warmed you up now, so give me three cultures that you would want to grab as the nurse. And if you're working with a new doctor, you would say, um, doctor, cultures. Remember, when we talk about cultures, I'm talking about something very specific, okay? Um, you would say, doctor, you know what? Why don't you give me an order for such and such, such and such, such and such, okay? because this is going to help us in what? What do we draw cultures for? We need to draw cultures to figure out what actually is going on with this patient, okay? Based off of the report. So even though I see some people, I see y'all throwing out things here in the comments, think about cultures that would actually be related to the report that you got, not just any culture specifically to the report that you got, okay? All right. <laughs> Good job, everybody. Listen, the hardest part was just getting you here. Now that you're here, you're you're in here. You're in here. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. I'm reading the comments. Oh, okay. All right. 
I let me let me give you the, the right answers. Let me give the right answers here. Okay, the cultures that I need to get for this patient are going to be these three. Why? Why do I need to get these three? Okay. I like Tiana. Tiana's like, I don't know. Listen, I don't know. I need to get a gonorrhea, a chlamydia, and a urine. Okay. Why? Because what? Because in my doctor's report, the doctor said that what? It was already in her history. The patient is reporting nausea, pink spotting after vaginal intercourse, also some abdominal cramping. Patient has STIs. Um, this could also be urinary tract infection. I, I, if, if you guys would have put HIV, that would have been good. Syphilis, herpes simplex. Okay. But these are the cultures I need to get ASAP because I need to know what is going on with this patient. So I saw some people put stool samples. I don't need a stool sample right now. I don't need to know um, glucose levels. None, none of those things are going to be significant to what is happening. And so this is the priority um, this is this is how we're going to pass NCLEX next gen. This is how you're going to uh, become a more proficient nurse. All right. Can we move on? Let's move on. Next next challenge is this. Okay. Based on. This is actually question number five that I'm looking on it. Okay. Based on the client's report, which diagnostic exams are most appropriate? Select all that apply. Okay. Which by diagnostic exams from here? So remember, you're going to have more options to pick from. This is a select all that apply. So it could be one or more options. I'm telling you it's more than one here. But what do we need to get? Um, number one option is the ultrasound. Two, DNA testing. Three is an amniocentesis. Four, kick counts. Five, fetofibronectin. Six is group B streptococcus. <laughs> Seven is a glucose tolerance test. Ooh, mm. this is good. This is good. This is good. This is good. See, so really content is how you pass NCLEX because you have to know what each of these things are in order to be able to apply them and now prioritize them. All of these could be right, but they're not because of the situation and the timing. The only ones that are correct are one and five, one and five, okay? 
we want an ultrasound because we need to determine, we need to determine if the patient is actually pregnant. Okay. We need to determine if the patient is actually pregnant. We don't need DNA testing right now. That's going to look for genetic abnormalities. We don't need amniocentesis right now. Okay. Kick counts. Kick counts are not done until the baby is well developed. Okay. We, we haven't even confirmed that the, the woman is pregnant. Fetal fibronectin, though, this will help us to identify if this person is at risk for preterm labor. We don't know if this woman is having abdominal cramping because she is about to have an abortion, right? And so a cervical swab is going to tell us the condition of her cervix, and that's important. Now, I know a lot of people pick uh, group B streptococcus, but when is that typically done? That's not typically done until weeks later in, in the third trimester, because what? Okay. Group B streptococcus, we need to, we need to be, we, we need to be cautious of a baby getting that through the birth canal during delivery. Okay. Anytime before that, we're not worried about um, that being an issue for a woman. A lot of women have group B in their vagina and it causes no harm to them. They literally live with it. So before delivery, it's tested. So just so that the woman can get a penicillin or an antibiotic before delivery. All right. So it's more for the baby than it is for the woman. All right. Okay. Um, and then the glucose tolerance test, we are not worried about doing that as well at this point because this is usually done well into gestation. All right, let's move on to the next question here. This is my next challenge. Write down three skin changes expected during pregnancy. Write down three skin changes that that are expected during pregnancy. Okay. This is getting into teaching. This is getting into expecting what is normal, what is not normal. These skin changes have clinical names. All right. So I'm looking for the clinical names here. Yes. Good job. All right. So I'm, I am wanting you guys to evaluate just little areas of weakness, because one thing about maternity, maternity is very general, okay? So pretty much every pregnant woman is going to go through the same trajectory during the pregnancy. Ah, I see. I see you guys trying. You're like, I can't spell it. I know what it is. It's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Good job. Three skin changes that are expected during pregnancy. Excellent. All right, you guys are showing up and giving, giving what you're learning. Okay, correct answer here. I was looking forward. I see, I do see Linea Nigra, lots of that. 
melasma. This is the mask <clears throat> of pregnancy, excuse me. Striae gravidarum. Good. Yep. Good job. I see I see the comments and I see them. Perfect. Let's call that one cleared. Okay. How about this? How about moving on to more education about pregnancy? Give me now three musculoskeletal changes that happen during pregnancy. Three musculoskeletal changes that we would teach, expect in our nursing assessments, okay? And if you don't know, you just say, I don't know. I'm not sure. But also in the comments, in the comments as well. Somebody said, your back is going to be hurting. <laughs> Good job, Remar nurses. You showed up on a winning win. We call this winning Wednesday. But this is also love your nursing content day one presented by RemarNurse.com. We're about to get into the V2 here and watch some even better pregnancy information. All right, here are my answers. I see I see one of them. I see a lot of people put in one of them. Here's the, here's the ones, I actually have four. Uh, relaxed muscle tone. So we do know that the muscles tend to relax. <laughs> Somebody said, I don't remember it. Uh, during pregnancy, it makes you more at risk for sprains, okay? Um, lordosis, a lot of you guys did put lordosis. Carpal tunnel syndrome, yeah, carpal tunnel syndrome, and then dia diastasis recti abdominis as well is going to be an issue as that fetus grows in the uterus. Yes, okay. That when we kind of worked our way through that as a group, let me let me do this. Let me ask you this. We're thinking of expectations. I want us to move into complications, just shift our mentality just a little bit. So I want you to give me four conditions that will complicate a pregnancy. And these are the classes. I want you to give me one cardiac condition. I want you to give me two endocrine conditions one respiratory condition and one infectious disease condition. So if you have your workbook, try to write those down, those categories. So we're talking about a pregnancy. What is one cardiac condition that is going to complicate that pregnancy? What about um, two endocrine? Okay. And so in order for you to be able to anticipate care, you have to know about endocrine conditions. You have to know about respiratory conditions. You have to know about infectious disease conditions. And so that's why I have you guys not only doing the lecture, which you guys know is very important to me, but also um, as I pull it out here, quick facts for NCLEX as well. This is also where you are getting a lot of the uh, content that I don't lecture on and it helps you. It really does help you. So if you have this book, then you know the importance of it. Okay. 
one respiratory, one um, see, do I see respiratory, and then one infectious condition. So here's what I have for the cardiac conditions. I think we were on the same page. I saw hypertension and congestive heart failure. If a patient has either one of those, they are going to seriously complicate a pregnancy because when you are pregnant, you're taking on more fluid volume. And so that is going to exacerbate any of those cardiac conditions. Endocrine, you could have put gestational diabetes, right? You could have put diabetes mellitus, which I did see. Addison's disease, Cushing's disease. Those are endocrine problems. If you have issues with your thyroid, yes. Respiratory issues, asthma. Asthma and pregnancy is very tough. You're not always able to take the same medications. Yes, if you get the quick facts, that's a great question. If you purchase the V2 for $89, you get the entire program, the question bank plus quick facts. So this is an amazing, amazing um, discount for you guys. Infectious diseases, HIV, STIs, why are those going to be complications? Because if a patient has HIV, we have to worry about the transmission to the fetus. We have to worry about um, the antiretroviral medications that they will be taking. Uh, sexually transmitted diseases, we need to be able to identify and treat them so that the baby is not harmed. We also have to worry about the partner reinfecting our patient if the partner is not treated. So yes, yes, yes. These things are uh, all, all to be considered. Sickle cell, absolutely. Lupus, those are also good, good conditions as well. Okay. All right. Good job. Now, how about this? How about this question? Which of the following are expected changes during pregnancy? Which of the following are expected changes during pregnancy? Select all that apply. Okay. Do we expect, number one, anemia? Two, supine hypotension. Three, blurry vision. Four, vaginal bleeding. Five, heartburn. Okay. What sayeth you guys? This is the Love Your Nursing content, and we are loving it coming together as a group to just push our way into the studying that we've been doing push our way into the studying that we've been doing. I see one, two, three, and five to be expected changes that we are expecting during pregnancy. We're not so much concerned about them. We believe them to be normal. Mm. All right. Correct answer is this. Correct answer is this. I'm getting all kind of notifications, people subscribing to the YouTube channel. All right, correct answer is this. It's one, two, and five. So we, we expect anemia. Remember, anemia and having a slightly lower hemoglobin 
is expected with pregnancy because the baby will be uh, requiring more red blood cells, right? Um, so that's what we we give prenatal vitamins. We know how important iron is to the mother. Supine hypotension. Yes, it happens. Pregnant women have to change positions slowly because they can get dizzy. Absolutely happens. Happened to me all the time. Blurry vision is an abnormal assessment. We would not expect that. We would not expect blurry vision. We would not expect vaginal bleeding at all. Heartburn, yes. Uh, definitely would expect heartburn. I never had it, but I hear some people who do have it and they have it during their entire pregnancy. And I hear it's really bad and it's really annoying, but it is to be expected. So those are our, when we talk about normal, we need to advise the mother that everything is okay. This is it. Okay. All right. Here we go. Let me, let me ask you this, and it's this. What are three differential diagnoses of the client? This is something that is going to be particular for next-gen NCLEX. Right now, we are talking as if the mother is pregnant, right? We are doing a maternity review where we're going over the concepts of pregnancy, but what are three other conditions the mother could have right now? I don't even want to call her a mother because we didn't confirm the pregnancy, but this young woman could have that could be totally not, not pregnancy at all. She's coming in. Remember what she's coming in for. She's coming in here for nausea. She's coming in here for abdominal cramping. What else could she have? Give me three. Give me three. Ah, are you guys catching it? Are you guys catching? This is kind of how you, this is how you have to think for next gen NCLEX. It's bigger. It is bigger than we previously thought in terms of single choice items. <laughs> and what I love about this class is that no matter what questions you guys are asking, uh, what, what questions I'm asking, Nobody is saying, oh, this is too hard, or I shouldn't have to do this, or I never was taught this. You guys are trying. You are giving out answers. You are like, hey, I may not know this, but I think it's this. Or you're like, I can't spell chlamydia, and it's driving me crazy. That's what I love to see. I love to see. All right. Three differential diagnosis that the patient could have. I think you guys got this. All right. Urinary tract infection. Absolutely. Urinary tract infection could have one of the STDs that the patient was previously diagnosed with, could have an ectopic pregnancy. Okay. What else did, what else do I see you guys with? I love it. She could have diverticulitis. Good old diverticulitis make you think you're pregnant, okay? A tumor, an infection. She could just have anxiety. The entire thing is psychosocial. There is no, there is no clinical evidence, just anxiety. I love it. 
All right. Uh, hypertension, cancer, cysts, hmm. hydroform mold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Appendicitis, all of it. Good guy. Good. Exactly. So in, in moving into a mentality where we are trying to use this clinical judgment measurement model that has been released for us to learn and memorize and work through, you guys see that there is an importance for understanding the track that a patient goes through in a hospital from admission to treatment to discharge. You have to be able to follow that patient clinically throughout that entire process as a nurse. When you walk on your shift, you don't get to choose to work with a day one patient or a day two patient. Wherever that patient is, you have to be able to meet them. You have to be able to meet them. So I asked you this question today. I said six out of 10 was the goal. So were you a safe nurse during your shift? Were you a safe nurse during your shift? Were you able to get at least six out of the 10, at least six out of the 10 questions right? And I'm, I'm for, I'm all for the yeses and I'm all for the noes because at the end of the day, whether on tonight, okay, you identified, hey, there's some things I, I just don't know yet. There are some concepts I don't have. Um, you still are able and wanting to be in a position to learn more, okay? Being in a position to learn more, that's what this is all about. If we knew everything, hey, we wouldn't be here. But what I love is that, like I said, one, one person watching this, maybe more than one, maybe more than one is actually going to take this experience and say, I need to get serious. This, is, this means I need to get serious about me going into this testing center. When you go take that NCLEX test and you sit in front of that screen, all you're going to have is what you have been doing to prepare for that very moment. That's it. You're not going to have a book. You're not going to have nobody else around. It's just going to be you and your sacrifices. And they're either going to be a little bit or they're going to be a whole lot that you're going to be able to stand on. And so tonight, I'm just asking you, were you a safe nurse? Okay. And I like that. With more practice, I will be. That's right. With more practice, you will be. Um, and then here's my next question. Are you coming back tomorrow for another shift? Because this is just part of day one. We have a whole nother day where we're going to do, okay, where we're going to do the postpartum. And so what's going to happen right now is I'm going to take you guys, I'm going to take you guys into, I'm going to take you guys into the, well, you're going to say, yes, of course, you're coming back tomorrow. Okay. But what's going to happen is we're going to go into the V2 right now. And I will, I will have you to watch a, just a half a portion of the pregnancy lecture. Now, if you don't have V2, then... I want you to be able to preview it. Remember, I just uploaded files in the V2 on the side panel of pregnancy. I just put another resource for you guys on amniocentesis. 
I wanted to give you more information uh, on that particular procedure. I go over it a bit in the lecture, but I want you to have a little bit more of understanding of it. So take note of all the documents that I'm putting in V2 that are additional resources for you guys because they are helpful. Somebody says, thank you, Regina. I'm signing up for V2. I'm signing up for V2 this week. Amazing. So let's go into it. Let's check out this video. This is the pregnancy video. You can also fill out your workbook. All right. Um, you can also fill out your workbook. This is pregnancy overview. This is pregnancy overview. Hey guys, we are going to get started with your maternal and child overview by talking about the pregnancy lecture. Let's get started by knowing that the hormone responsible for pregnancy is the HCG hormone. I have that written down for you. So now you only have to take notes of the things that I'm continuing to say. We are going to look at the probable versus positive signs of pregnancy. You have to know this for NCLEX. So there are three probable signs that I want you to be familiar with. The first one is Hagar's sign. Do you know what Hagar's sign is? It is a softening of the uterus. Number two is Goodell's sign. Sometimes people get Goodell's sign confused with Hagar's, but Goodell's is actually a softening of the cervix. And the third sign is called Chatwick's sign. This is where you will see a bluish discoloration of the vagina and cervix. The fourth probable sign of pregnancy is actually two things. The first is all blood tests and all urine tests. That's right. A woman can be looking at a positive urine home pregnancy test and still not be pregnant. Can you think of why a woman would have a positive urine home pregnancy test but not be pregnant? The body can actually interpret tumors in the uterus to be pregnancies or other things that are not babies. So all blood and urine tests are always considered just probable signs. Now, our positive signs of pregnancy, they're more definitive, where you can actually see that a baby is growing inside of a woman. So, for example, you have your Doppler ultrasound, a fetal x-ray, or a fetoscope. Now, we need to go over Nigel's rule because this will give us the estimated delivery date for that baby. Now, in order to do this very important rule, you will need to know the last date of the menstrual period. Now, NCLEX will give you that date, so all you need to do is plug in our formula, which is to add seven days, subtract three months, and then add one year. So let's give it a try. If the last menstrual period was May 5th, 2018, when is that estimated delivery date? 
Do you have it? The correct answer is February 12th, 2019. And you know what? Sometimes to make it easier on myself, I will turn the month into a number and subtract three from that number. So for example, May is represented by the number five. So I would subtract three from five to get two. And I know the month that goes along with number two is February. And then I would just proceed from there. That's my easy trick to do Miguel's rule. <laughs> All right, next let's talk about monthly doctor's visits. You want to know this schedule. So I'm gonna break it out into three categories. And then I'll also tell you important milestone markers for the fetus during those months. So up to 28 weeks, the mom is going monthly for doctor's visits. And at 16 weeks, Lanugo is formed on the baby, which if you aren't familiar with Lanugo, it is the fine baby hairs that will cover the entire body. 28 to 36 weeks, you have bi-weekly doctor's visits. So every two weeks, a mom is going to the doctors. Did you know at 28 weeks, the alveoli begin to develop and surfactant is actually produced in the fetus's lungs? Surfactant is so important because it allows for lung expansion to take place. 36 to 42 weeks, a woman is going every week to see the doctor. So there will be weekly doctor's visits. And at 36 weeks, there is rapid fat production in that fetus. Another term I want you to know is called lightening. And lightening is when the fetal head drops down into the pelvis so that the baby can enter into its final birthing position. These are your monthly doctor's visits. Let's move on to two very important terms that you want to make sure you know the difference between before taking your NCLEX exam. They are gravity and parity. Yes, know the difference between these two. Gravity, number one, it is the number of pregnancies that a woman has had even if that baby was not born. So that includes any abortions, any miscarriages, whereas parity is the number of pregnancies that have been carried to term, right? Meaning that the baby is able to live on its own. Now, what I want to ask you is this. If a woman has four children, two single children, and a set of twins, what is her parity? Is it three or is it four? What do you think? Yes, the correct answer is going to be three. Because remember, remember, even though a woman was pregnant with twins, her pregnancy is still just counted as one pregnancy journey. So if she has two singles and a set of twins, then her parity is three. 
let's go over some diagnostic procedures that are important to know during pregnancy. As a registered nurse, you definitely want to know about the amniocentesis. Yes, and amniocentesis is done for two reasons. The first one is you want to know about the fetal lung maturity. The second is that you want to know the overall well-being of the baby. Let's look at the administration and then some client education points. The amniocentesis is normally done at 16 to 20 weeks. And it's only done if a woman meets certain criteria. So this is not a procedure for every pregnant mother. And the reason is because it is an invasive procedure, meaning that with an amniocentesis, there will be a needle insertion into the abdomen. Our client teaching points are four of them that I want you to know. Number one, a written consent is needed for this procedure. The second is that the woman must empty her bladder before the procedure is done. You guys know that a full bladder can actually misplace the uterus, which you don't want during this procedure. Everything has to be very precise to make sure that that needle gets into the right location. So our third teaching point for registered nurses is that an ultrasound will be done to locate uterus and the placenta of the baby. Number four, vital signs and fetal heart rate are monitored during this procedure. During the amniocentesis, you want to watch for premature rupture of membranes, also decreased fetal movement, and third, infection. Oh, our next diagnostic procedure is all about the Rh immune globulin. Now, the Rh immune globulin is given when, this is the indication for it, this is given when the mother is Rh negative and the baby is Rh positive. Now, remember, the immune globulin is a protein that is found on the blood. Let's go over the administration. The Rh immune globulin is given to the mother, okay? Always given to the mother. Do we ever give the Rh immune globulin to the baby? What do you guys think? No, never. Never give it to the baby or never give it to the father. Now, when do we give it? It can be given two times, at 28 weeks and within 72 hours after the delivery of the baby. The client education has to do with the exam or the test called the indirect Coombs test. Now, this is used to determine the presence of antibodies in the mother. The client education has to do with the indirect Coombs test. The indirect Coombs test is for the mom to determine if she has antibodies. The results should be negative. The client education has to do with the indirect Coombs test. 
a negative indirect Coombs test means that the mother has not developed antibodies against her RH positive baby, okay? So we want the test to be negative. And if the exam is negative, then that requires us to give the mom the RH immune globulin Rogam or RH immune globulin, all right? Um, another name for the RH immune globulin is Rogam, but for NCLEX, we have to stay away from the brand names. Again, this is given uh, 28 weeks during the pregnancy and 72 hours after delivery. Some people say, hey, Regina, how do you give the RH immune globulin? It's actually given as an IM injection. So if it's given properly, it should not cause that much pain. Now, the last, the last diagnostic procedure that I want to talk about is the non-stress test. Mm -hmm. There are three reasons why a non-stress test is performed. Number one is the baby's heart rate is irregular. So maybe it is running a little bit low or it's staying the same and there's very little variation. The second is decreased oxygenation. And the third is fetal well-being. The administration points are typically a non-stress test is done after 28 weeks. And what happens are the counts of the fetal movement are measured. So for about 20 to 30 minutes, you're recording the amount of times the baby moves. You're also looking at the heart rate. There are two results for the non-stress test. Either it's reactive or non-reactive. So I want you guys to know that reactive is a negative. And negative is a good thing. It's normal. It means the baby's heart rate is accelerating at a normal pace. Now, a non-reactive non-stress test means the baby was abnormal there was inactivity, the baby wasn't moving during that time in the way that it should be. So our client education is to tell the mom that she should eat and drink before the exam. Eating and drinking actually encourages the baby to move. I don't know if you guys knew that. So NCLEX might try to trip you up and say, uh, or asked you, I would say, should the mom be NPO before a non-stress test? And that answer is going to be no, she should eat. The non-stress test is also non-invasive, meaning that there is no risk to the baby or the mother before it's done. We're going to look at six points. Let's start with morning sickness. Did you know that morning sickness was actually due to hypoglycemia? That's right. The blood sugar drops. And so just like with our diabetic patients, the pregnant mom will feel nauseated. She will feel weak. She will feel sick. So what do you think we tell pregnant moms who have a low blood sugar? What do we tell them to do? Pregnant moms who have morning sickness, result of a low blood sugar. We tell them to eat dry carbohydrates. That's right. Just like our diabetic patients, we tell them to go ahead and eat dry carbohydrates. 
also to sit up after meals. When it comes to backache, it is such a common concern for pregnant moms. We tell them to use good posture and avoid spine curving. We tell them not to curve their spine inward. Also, they should use the pelvic rocking technique. Number three is leg cramps. To prevent or reduce leg cramps, we tell the mom to dorsiflex the foot. The diet for a pregnant mom should always be high protein with a prenatal vitamin. Five, anemia is normal during pregnancy. And if you think about it, it's simply because there are more red blood cells required to grow the fetus. Kegel exercises are number six and they are used to strengthen the pelvic floor muscles. This is so important for men and for women. Yep, that's right, men can also do Kegel exercises, but women particularly during pregnancy need to do Kegel exercises in order to prevent urinary incontinence. The danger signs in pregnancy. There are signs that will put a nurse on high alert for a pregnant mother. The first one is sudden abdominal pain. Number two is an abrupt flow of vaginal fluid. Number three is vaginal bleeding. And four is puffiness in the face, hands, and feet. So if a mom typically has puffiness in her uh, lower extremities, but if you start to see her face and her hands swelling, that is a very bad sign. Remember, during this time, if a woman has any of the danger signs, as registered nurses, we would never want to assess her vaginally. There are two complications of pregnancy that I want to look at specifically. Um, preterm labor is one, and then also preeclampsia. So, Preterm labor, let's define it. Preterm labor is any labor before. All right, everybody. What you just experienced was the V2, the NCLEX review that I prepared to help nursing students who just want the information straight to the point. No boring slides, not a ton of reading, but you will be learning from myself and also using the combination of your quick facts for NCLEX and your workbooks. This is a four week NCLEX review so that you are ready as well. And when you're done with those wonderful lectures, you can go into your question bank and do those practice questions. All of that is available to you. So how did you guys like that lecture from inside of the V2 on pregnancy? Ooh. How did you like the, the content, the systematic way of studying for NCLEX by studying the content first content and then first. going over the questions. Yeah. Regina said, hey, listen, if you got six out of 10, you're a proud of you're, you're on the right track, right? Yeah. Um, but there's still a little bit of ways to go. If you got less than that, you definitely want to get on this as soon as possible. If you have NCLEX coming up, you want to hop on this opportunity to study with the number one NCLEX instructor, Regina MSN RN, inside of the NCLEX V2. This is your chance, guys. Yes, I'm inviting you guys to take the next step. I think there's levels that you can get 
prepared and serious about your nursing license exam. And every step that you take forward, I think it helps to motivate you to schedule the test, to be so consistent. If you print out the study calendar inside of V2, you're following the daily study calendar. I even uploaded, guys, um, I even uploaded more pregnancy questions for you just today in the file vault of the V2. So if you have, um, if you have V2, let me see if I can show it, show it to really quickly. If you have there V2 and you go to your, this is the first the, one. See if, is, so if you go to your if, file vault, you're able to see under the registered nurse. This is if you're a registered nurse or a practical nurse, whether you're a registered nurse or a practical nurse, I put these additional pregnancy questions in the file vault. So if you go to your file vault, you go to your new NCLEX resources. Under new NCLEX resources, you just click on it and you will see that on today I uploaded 30 new pregnancy wow. um, next gen style questions for you guys. So these will be focusing on the concepts that we learned today. There's going to be some charts, some drop down. And again, this is all about you having everything you need to pass in Clex. That's one yeah. thing I really like about the about the V2 is just how everything is just up to date. Yes. You know, the test is changing pretty soon. Uh, in fact, what, just about 50 some days? Something oh, like no, that. we're 45 days 45 away. 45 days until the test changes. Guys. Yes. And so it's important to study with the review that has uh, NGN capabilities. Yes, um, absolutely. It, it's not, you know, the, what was happening in the past isn't going to cut it for the future. You have to be up to date on your NCLEX study prep. Absolutely. Right. And so yeah. if you need to test before it changes, you can do it with remarnurse.com. If you need to test after it changes, you can do it with remarnurse.com. Either way. You just select which option is best for you, and you'll be able to prepare for your, and get your nursing license this year. This is the year. And right now, a lot of my nursing students are coming out. Uh, they're telling me they're graduating soon. They're looking forward to taking next-gen NCLEX. And what we're still doing is we still have the $89 sale going on for the entire program and for my nursing students that are not yet graduating you can delay your start date you can buy the v2 now buy the v2 now and you can get started when you graduate so how up long to, can you how long can you delay your start date for you can delay your start date for up to 90 days up to 90 days yeah Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And so with the current price, it comes with the quick facts for NCLEX book. You're getting this right? book. You're getting this book. This is a part of the program. This book is going to help you to be able to get a lot of content in very quickly. This is my question and answer book. You're also going to get the full lectures of my entire program course. So cutting that study time in half, I'm going to give you straight what you need from the test plan. In addition to that, you guys know the question bank is also included in that $89 okay, as on, well. So this is a, a full NCLEX review. It's your, your I study guide, yeah. right? A student workbook, a PDF downloadable student workbook. Yep. And it has a full scale question bank. A full scale question wow. bank for nursing students all over so rn and rn PN. and pn okay rn and, and pn the current NCLEX as well as next it's a steal it's a steal it's a steal it's still a steal we wanted to do something amazing we wanted to shut down any barriers i looked at the prices of other NCLEX reviews 200 dollars for just like questions for just question bank 300 dollars for your content 
you know, yeah. and we said during the holiday season, you know, we want to put out the technology, but we don't want to use it. We don't want to abuse people with the technology. So, yes, we are one of the few companies that have the next gen questions that we know students need. But it's not going to do our community any good if they don't have access access to it. Yeah. You have to be able to afford it. You have It has to be affordable. And not only that, it has to work. And it has to work too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So um, the question bank as well comes included. And again, you guys, this is a question bank where you're able to create customized exams from the topics that are here. You also, um, you know, you can also do the next gen item types. They're optional as well. We do have, if you want to do easy, moderate or hard, you just name that test, you take it, and it is there for you guys. All right. So the question bank, again, is included in the $89. And there, uh, you get this $89. We're doing it for two months, right? Yep. It's yep. two months. Yep. 60 days access. And the cool thing about it is you have 60 yep. days, right? With uh, And then after that, it's like a $50 renewal. It is. Uh, if you need to study additional time, you can definitely do that, and it won't break the bank. Um, but with the V2, it's designed to be completed in 20 study sessions, yes. which can be done in four weeks. Yeah. Right. So literally students are are doing this program two and three times within mm -hmm. that 60 days. Um, yeah. You never know what can come up. You know, sometimes if, if you've been out of school for five years, 10 years, 20 years, you might need a little bit more time. And so we want to make sure that you have that as well. Yeah. So we're at the two months. Remember, when we, we told you guys that the pricing was going to change, right? And so what we're doing is we're still keeping that $89 price point, but you have it for two months now. Now, moving forward, we definitely anticipate that the price is changing. That's what we're saying. Take advantage of it now because you can also, you can always delay your start date. Absolutely. So, this is an introductory rate so that you can intro get Intro rate. Get started. Get yeah. your license. Before next gen. Before it changes. Yes. Or after. Right. We're not concerned about that anymore. We, we want to make sure that you have the access to do that. Yes. Uh, in fact, if you are um, if you've taken an NCLEX before, if you've taken an NCLEX before, um, just put in the comment, just put an X, just put an X in the comment. I want to see if you've taken NCLEX before. A repeat uh, test taker. Yeah, if you're a repeat wow. tester, I don't want you to type all that. I'll just put an X. If you've taken it before, go ahead and put an X. And I want to let you know that Remar Review specializes in helping repeat test takers pass NCLEX, Absolutely. also international students pass NCLEX, yeah. also students dealing with anxiety pass NCLEX. Yeah, right? yeah. And so when you receive the content There's in a, a simple and easy way that you can understand it, it helps take some of the pressure off by studying for NCLEX the right way and having a teacher that you can trust. Yeah, I think one of the biggest mistakes that repeat test takers make is that they don't really change what they did before. There's a lot of barriers. And I, I would say if you don't, if you don't make that additional step in whatever it is, whether it's your consistency, whether it's the resources, whether it is maybe taking some time off from your job, if you can, uh, it will, it will make a huge difference. As part of this uh, specific event, we included the grief package. The, it's just a questionnaire that we give to our repeat test takers, or even if you are preparing for NCLEX your very first time, check out those pages in the Love Your Content Workbook. Let me show you. Because what they're going to do is, if you failed NCLEX before, they're going to, um, this is what it is. 
if you failed NCLEX before, it is going to try to walk you through your process that you may have used so you can identify things that you can change. If you're just taking NCLEX for the first time, you're going to be able to see some considerations that maybe you're not thinking about. And so I have been doing this for over a decade now, and I find that my repeat test takers, they're having the same experiences during their process. They're, they're making kind of the same mistakes. So if you do that form, you're able to kind of evaluate how you are processing and in your relationship with the NCLEX material. Absolutely. You mm -hmm. don't want to kill yourself, you know, uh, worrying about things that are addressable. Right. right there's exactly. A, there's, there's some things you don't process. have to guess about. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's some things you don't have to guess about. NCLEX step by step. And like she said, you know, she's done this for a long time. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and, and we've seen students go from, you know, testing 10 times, 15 times, yep. uh, being out of school for 25 years, especially yep. as an international nurse. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, and wondering, you know, can I pass NCLEX? Is nursing still right for me? Am I supposed to still be a nurse? And what we want to do with the uh, uh, grief and preparedness form is just to help you to process some of your thoughts facing this exam, yes. uh, analyze what you can do differently, mm -hmm. areas that are in your control and help you take control back over your nursing career. Your exam. Yeah, so if you're doing the grief form and then also if you have the daily study calendar in V2, those are gonna be very uh, important resources for you to get out every day. Every day when you sit down, you should be looking at your daily study calendar. I created it so that you don't have to waste time figuring out what to study, okay? It is of such a different process from just going into a question bank and doing random questions than actually having a system. And so we find that when you do it in a specific order, it works for you. It works for you. Awesome. Yes. So before mm -hmm. we wrap up, listen, this is a two-day event. We want to make sure that you come back for day number two. That's right. What we're going to do really quickly is if you have any questions about preparing for NCLEX and how you can pass NCLEX in four weeks or less, yeah. I want you to put it in the comments so we can help address some of those questions and concerns uh, about the uh, about your pro your process and so that we can help you to get started right away. Very now, so. at the beginning of this event, you said uh, that you have 23 years of of nursing experience. Mm -hmm. 23 years of nursing experience. I, I know you're not that old. Right. You, I mean, you definitely don't look like it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So how, can you explain that to us? I mean, how did you get started in nursing and okay. choose nursing as a career? Yeah. So nursing, I think I have a very similar story to a lot of the Remar nurses. I grew up uh, a single uh, with a single parent. I just had my mom to raise myself and my brothers. And this was in the 80s, 90s. Right. Um, but Anyways, we we had to rely on my grandparents to help us to be raised. Like I had a really close relationship with my grandparents growing up. I love that. How many people love their grandparents? You remember Christmases and Easter's at your grandparents' house and you would go there for the weekend and you could eat all the candy and uh, all the junk and stuff like that, right? So I had that relationship with my grandparents. They really helped my mom to raise myself and my brother. But as my grandparents started to age, they had health conditions. So my grandmother, she she had diabetes that was uncontrolled. And as you can imagine, diabetes takes a toll on your body physically. So she ended up uh, going, going blind from her diabetes. She also lost both of her legs. She was um, a double below the knee amputee because the sugar just ate up her vessels and her legs. So 
at the same time that my grandmother had these diabetic complications, my grandfather had a stroke and it was a massive stroke. When he was brought home from the hospital, he could not walk, he could not talk, he could not swallow. So he came home from the hospital with a peg tube and IV fluids and IV antibiotics. And I was about 16 at the time. And my mom was still working to provide for her two teenagers. And my grandparents needed nursing care. And we did not have money to put them in a nursing home. I, we didn't come from a very rich family. So we, myself, uh, and my brother, we had to learn how to provide care for our grandparents. And so I remember the nurse. I tell this story all the time. Her name was Linda. She came in. She said, who's going to be responsible for their care? And I, I raised my hand and I said, I, I, I will learn. And so she looked at me, a teenager, 16 years old, and she taught me how to do nursing care for the people that I love. And this is before PowerPoint presentation. I didn't have a nursing book. I had never done a clinical. I didn't even own scrubs. And she sat me down and said, this is how you, you know, clean a Foley catheter. This is how you change a bed with a person in it. She taught me hands-on nursing care as if I was the best nurse in the world. She did not care that I was a teenager. And so that is how I choose to teach uh, you. I don't care where you come from. I don't care if you fail NCLEX three times. I don't care if you have, you know, been told that you would never be a nurse when I teach you. I teach you knowing that you have everything you need to be an amazing nurse right now today. And with the proper instruction, you can do great things. And so I put all of that love, all that passion into my NCLEX review. And yeah, that's what brought me here. That's what brought me that's here. Awesome. Yeah. That's I love awesome. nursing because nursing has been good to me. And nurses have been kind and they really changed the world. They really changed the world. Would you ever imagine that from meeting Nurse Linda that day and, you know, with all the adults, all of the adults that were in the room and you as a 16 year old girl saying, you know what, it's on me. I'll, I'll do it. I'll take the responsibility, Yeah. you know, of how that would change the course of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, did you want to be a nurse prior to that or? Was something you ever thought about? No, it's like um, I didn't have an. No, I didn't. I was a cheerleader. Like I, I just was in high school. I was cheerleading on the weekends. But that's why I truly believe it's a it's a ministry and it's a calling. And sometimes you don't know what your calling is until there's an opportunity and you take that opportunity and then you realize, oh, this is what I'm meant to do. This, yeah. this, this is a passion, you know, this is a passion. And so going from, you know, getting off the bus, going into the living room where your grandparents were yeah. to now being able to literally, you know, travel around the world yeah. because of your nursing license mm -hmm. and your passion for nursing, how important is it, you know, for, for others to pursue, you know, for the Remar nurses to actually pursue the, the, the challenge, like to lean into the difficult it moment. Difficult. Yeah, it is difficult. I think you have to have a vision for yourself because if you don't have a vision for yourself, then you end up missing out on the amazing experiences that God has for you. And also, or you wait around for somebody else to tell you what your vision is going to be. And if you see yourself to be a nurse, you really have a short window of time where you can go after that mm -hmm. dream, you know? And so every day that we don't go after it, 
we we give way to distractions you know we let other things become the priority until you you're last on your list mm. and that's what happens we begin to prioritize everybody else's dreams and everybody else's everything i know you know that gets tiring that gets tiring so our mission is to help every nurse become a licensed nurse because you're a nurse whether you're licensed or not if you've ever taken care of a grandparent a sibling an animal right you know if you're the one that people call when they have problems and some nurse you know you're a nurse you're already in the ministry let's get licensed for it let's get paid for it let's you know be able to have the freedom that comes with having a license i never thought i would be able to you know go on a vacation you know yeah. Yeah. It, it just it just wasn't possible. Before I was a nurse, I was working as a home health aide. Um, then I worked at um, f a pharmacy. You know, things like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man! So, yeah. You have uh -huh. a dream. You have goals, and our goal is to simply help you reach that and make sure that you do it with a sense of urgency. Like Regina said, there was a window of time. <laughs> yeah. There's a window of time and you don't know how long that window is, but right now that window, that door is open and we want to encourage you to take that step and walk through, right? You guys can do it. I have seen you, Mark and I together, like he said, we have seen students who have said, I've taken NCLEX 15 times. Yeah. I've taken NCLEX eight times. In fact, they said flat out, I gave up until I was scrolling on Facebook one day and I saw your video. Yes. Like, I, I gave up People and, had, and I was just curious. Gave up. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to give myself one more chance to do this license. Give yourself one more chance. You owe it to yourself. One more chance. It's Valentine's Day. Love yourself enough to give yourself one more opportunity. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Listen, yeah. that's enough. They have enough. That's it. They, you have enough to do what you need to do and what you've been called to do. And we're coming back tomorrow. That's Absolutely. the great thing about it. This was day one of two. This was day one of two. So unlike our other, uh, and we do a lot of free events around here. So make sure you do subscribe to the channel because uh, we are in the, we're in the season of giving. So we are just thinking of more and more ways to make sure that you're prepared. When is your time? Your time is coming. It's just whether you'll be prepared for it or not. And we hope that we could be a part of your journey. So I'm going to get off here and I'll see you guys in the V2. Seriously, we're going to come back tomorrow. See you guys tomorrow. Listen, your homework for tonight is fill out your NCLEX readiness and preparedness form. Go ahead. Right? Do that. Go ahead and process that. Mm -hmm. Also, once you go to remarnurse.com, get your NCLEX V2 right now, $89. Or go to remarnurse.com and do the free trial so that you can go inside and explore even further yeah. uh, of what the prep, of what preparing for NCLEX with the number one professor for nursing content on the planet on the planet right? do we have any questions that you see that we um just take maybe one or two yeah so quickly somebody asked about how often they how long they should be studying with the study calendar you should not be studying any more than three hours a day that's it and not even every day give yourself rest days uh in between those study times be good to yourself taking NCLEX is a five hour exam. Mm -hmm. So you have to be prepared for a marathon and not a sprint. Yep. So um, that's three hours max. Yeah. Right? I think somebody's asking about taking test taking strategies. I am not, um, I'm not big on test taking strategies. Here's the strategy. What's the strategy? The strategy is study the content. Yeah. Content first. And then practice the questions. Yeah. 
that that's about my strategy. I don't have any decision trees or um yeah, things to hacks around the NCLEX. Yeah. Uh for me, the best thing that you can do is be a well-rounded nurse in knowledge. We can talk about application questions, which is kind of what we did tonight, which is why I go live every Monday, every Wednesday. I do events like this that help you to apply information, but I, I don't have like a list of strategies. I just don't have Yeah. It. In fact, if you're struggling with NCLEX, the last thing you need to do is pile more things onto your plate. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. want to strip it yeah. down, simplify it. Look, this is what you need to know to pass. Uh -huh. This is how you think about the question and go ahead and take your test and you'll yeah. be good. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. I, we ain't going to hold you. We're not even going to hold you. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Um, so this has been love your nursing content. And remember guys, you can, you will, and you must pass in class.